letter C. All hockey things related to the Penguins very clearly, very plainly have stated that they want this roster this season to get bigger and tougher. How that's achieved and how that dovetails with the philosophy of the current head coach is going to be fascinating to watch play out. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates. It's Penguins versus Bruins tonight in Boston, 7.08 p.m. face-off. Another chance for these too small, too soft Penguins to just keep beating everybody that they face in the East Division. I mean, really, that's what we're talking about here. It's, it's an extraordinary situation. And let's not forget that it's, it's a situation that's rooted in an extraordinary mid-season departure of the current GM. Jim Rutherford just left after six games. So these two men, Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, are watching these games in charge of a roster that they had literally nothing to do with. The only player that Hextall's added since becoming GM and since Burke became president of hockey operations on the same day is spare part defenseman Mark Friedman, who almost instantly got hurt and still hasn't been back. They're watching Jim Rutherford's team being coached by Mike Sullivan, entirely in the Mike Sullivan spirit. What we are seeing right now from the Penguins with all these guys out and everything else as we've been talking about for days now is the epitome of Sully hockey. They're going after the puck. They're pursuing it all over the rink. They're turning away whenever somebody hits them and they're making them pay on the power play. That is that is the Mike Sullivan hockey manual. He believes that revenge for any kind of badness that the other team commits is best committed on the scoreboard. Go put up a power play goal. Watch that, watch that guy skate. Watch that guy skate from the box back to the bench. Watch the looks on his teammates' faces when he does it. Changes everything. And it's hard to argue. It is. It's 2021. Rosters don't carry enforcers anymore. There isn't a, hey, go get that guy. The only place you see that anymore in hockey is Alberta. And even then, they're not really carrying thugs, the Oilers and the Flames, but they just have all these unwritten rules and codes and everything else that are still in play. Hockey is still, between those two teams, uh, still stuck in the Stone Age in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. 
This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by Fubo TV. That's how you should be watching TV. Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch the same channels. You don't pay for DVR, you don't pay for the installation. Now you get AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch Penguins and Pirates games all season long. There's no no risk. No contracts, you can cancel anytime. And best of all for our listeners, Fubo TV is offering a 7-day free trial and 15% off your first month. All you got to do is go to fubotv.com slash DK. I'm going to give that to you one more time. It's fubotv.com slash DK for the free trial and 15% off your first month. You would think that this is going to have to come to a head at some point because Hextall and Burke have both made comments now on our site, DK Pittsburgh Sports, and elsewhere that all have this same intonation. We like what we're seeing. We're happy about it. But we still want this and we still want that. Meaning size and toughness. We have seen in the recent past that Rutherford also felt that way at various stages of his tenure here. And he would get angry about it. And he would act on it. And he went and he got Ryan Reeves. And he went and he got Eric Goodbranson. And they both came here and they both looked like they were pretty capable hockey players on top of everything else. You know? Goodbranson, I thought in particular, was a surprise. I'm not saying Goodbranson was better than Reeves. I'm just saying Goodbranson came here build as, as almost just like the, uh, an, an old school uh, knuckle dragger and he turned out to be a pretty decent defenseman for you on uh, a third pair on the right side made all the plays and also took care of his teammates nice guy to have coach didn't use him coach didn't use Reeves Rutherford gave up so much to get Reeves and Sullivan still wouldn't use him. Now, this is a different type of GM uh, and president of hockey operations, a position that didn't even exist until Burke was added. So there's a different dynamic in play now. Rutherford was not the type who was going to go and get right in Sullivan's face and say, play Reeves. He wasn't going to do that. That really wasn't his thing. He was much more the type to just seethe over it, to go find someplace else in the building and just like punch the wall or whatever. But he wasn't going to order his coach to play the guys he acquired. He just didn't believe in it. He believed that the coach handles the roster, the coach is on the ice, I'm not down there. I'm up in the booth, and that's that. That's not what this is. That's not what this is. And before long, probably against Washington, if I had to take a guess, you're going to see the Penguins confronted with a situation where someone takes a run. 
at Sidney Crosby or at Jake Gensel or someone else of importance. And you're going to see the Penguins do what they always do in these situations. They will not go after whoever it was. They'll likely just kind of stand there and feel sad and then plot how they're going to score a goal to make the bad guys pay. And that's going to send Burke, especially, Mr. Truculence, into a tizzy. And he's he's going to press some kind of button that engineers some kind of move to address it. All I know, I hope for a couple of things out of this. One is that whichever player they get can actually play hockey. And two, that everyone appreciates right now and throughout, not just when things are great, that the Penguins are currently employing one of the best hockey coaches in the world. Do not mess with that over some 1970s notion of needing to exact immediate revenge every time something happens on the ice. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you on this program, always by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. And when you do that, when you type that into your browser, spell out Pittsburgh, pittsburghfoodbank.org. When you get there, you'll see a lot of the missions that this tremendous organization has fulfilled in this trying year. You'll also see great examples of how the money that the food bank gets is put to work. You'll see that all it takes is $1 to produce five meals. $1 for five meals. PittsburghFoodBank.org. Today's question comes from Josh, who asks, What percent chance would you give the possibility of Mike Matheson getting moved at or before the deadline? I mean, the reflexive response here is is there's no chance. He has a really difficult contract to move. But most teams in the National Hockey League have a difficult contract to move. So when these types of deals happened, it's funny that I I referenced Eric Branson in the opening segment because that was one such deal. Uh, Jim Rutherford sent Tanner Pearson out to Vancouver in exchange for good Branson. I didn't think he had a prayer of ever moving Tanner Pearson on that deal. I really didn't. But when you exchange contract for contract, it's a much easier dialogue for the GMs, especially when it comes to the salary cap. That's going to be pivotal 
in all of this dialogue we're about to have leading up to the trade deadline, let's bear in mind that the Flyers just waived Shane Gostisbehere, who's not so long removed from a 65-point season in Philadelphia and looking like the next Bobby Orr. And no one claimed him. No one claimed him. Now, you can cry collusion about that and whatever else. The GM's making each other's jobs easier. Not when it comes to Gostisbehere. The talent or any sort of uh, cooperative under-the-table agreement weren't going to be the things that keep Gostisbehere from getting claimed. It's just that teams don't have any money. It's not just about cap space. They actually don't have money. You have to understand the NHL has just played uh, a bubble playoff in which zero dollars were made, and they they're now more than halfway through a season in which there have been barely any humans in the buildings, but players are getting their full pay. There isn't cash to pay these people, so it's not just about cap hit the way that it usually is. So if you see a trade that involves a Matheson, it's going to be something that either gets you cap relief or cash relief or someone making the same amount that has, you know, a lot of the same question marks or maybe is just a better fit the way the Pearson-Goodbranson trade went where Rutherford was just determined to get somebody in there who could knock somebody's head off. Matheson, I think, has shown well in Pittsburgh. I wouldn't be eager to move him. I could see the benefits of having the cap relief over the next few years, but I think some of that's going to end up taking care of itself. Matheson does things on the rink that other people can't do, and that's a heck of a thing. Most coaches will prefer a player like that to one that they can just kind of coach up and does all the right things and is positionally smart and sound. Matheson does some unusual things, but, you know, the other night in the in the 2-1 to one victory over the Islanders, it was Matheson who started both of those John Marino rushes. Marino's going to get all the praise and everything else, and he did. In fact, his assists were the only parts that would show up on the highlights, but Matheson slid to block a shot on a two-on-one, bounced right back up onto his feet, and then sprung Marino to go coast-to-coast. The second goal, Matheson is over by the Islanders' bench. As they're going on a line change, he swings around and just fires a pass across the rink to Marino. Marino goes in and sets up Jared McCann. Secondary assists, yeah, I guess, if you want to call them that. He's played pretty good hockey. He's played pretty good hockey, and I, and I think it's, it's, it's worth thinking about trying to just make him the best player that he can be, kind of in the mold of Justin Schultz, you know, who arrived here with a lot of similar questions, simplified his game on defense, and ended up contributing massively to that Stanley Cup in 2017 as the team's number one defenseman. Good stuff. Good question. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody who's listening. We'll do another Daily Shot of Penguins tomorrow.
Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.